You are listening to the Catholic Thinkers Podcast, a free treasury of instruction in the Catholic intellectual tradition. If you enjoy this lecture, please visit us at catholicthinkers.org forward slash donate. This is Father James Scholl, and I want to continue with our uh, consideration of the, at the limits of political philosophy. Uh, we'll do, uh, in two sections, we'll do uh, chapter 3, uh, which is called Modernity. So as we've seen, that we have gone through uh, a little bit of the history of political philosophy, and uh, the question is, what is modern political philosophy all about? In this chapter, we try to say something about its um, purposes and its limitations. We begin, as usual, with a quotation from Samuel Johnson from The Adventurer for August the 25th, 1753, where he says, Every man in the journey of his life takes the same advantage of the ignorance of his fellow travelers, disguises himself in counterfeit merit, and hears these praises with complacency, which his conscience uh, reproaches him uh, for accepting. Every man deceives himself while he thinks he is deceiving others, and forgets that the time is at hand when every illusion uh, shall cease, when fictitious excellence uh, shall be torn away, and all must be uh, shown to all in their real state. The end of the quotation. So we begin with a series of considerations uh, in this. So the first one is about the word modernity. Now, no one likes to be called anti-modern or out of date, even if he is. To be up to date, however, is often to be out of date. And what is called uh, modern uh, is more and more a product of past ages. This is why we hear talk of the postmodern and even the post-postmodern world, even though the uh, premises that ground these later theories are themselves firmly rooted in modern modernity itself. The 19th century theory of progress was largely crippled by the results of World War I. That is, things were evidently not getting better and better. Uh, Political philosophy is and should be a discussion, at least with itself, about its own uh, terminology and its meaning. For the ills of more recent thought and this is by no means an antiquated uh, position, I will suggest that some return to classical and medieval thought in, is, in its essential outlines is to be uh, uh, considered as a legitimate option. It is important in this light uh, to continue the discussion from the last chapter on the importance and understanding of modernity. This chapter is not 
intended to be a rejection of the whole modern world, but it is intended to clarify and finally to reject certain basic uh, positions that are uh, found the foundations of modern thought. It is not that much of this modern thought has not been uh, understood or analyzed by classical or medieval thinkers, at least in its uh, abiding principles. In a basic sense, most ideas and theories, even modern ones, uh, do have uh, uh, intriguing classical uh, foundations in one form or another. <clears throat> but there is also something different that can be articulated in terms intelligible to classical and medieval philosophical reflection. The word modern is a fluid term uh, that means simply the now, uh, with its uh, immediate future and the recent past. Both latter uh, actually uh, understood uh, to, uh, uh, to be some indeterminate yet uh, recognizable limited distance from the now. At one moment, every time is, was modern. At some moment, every modern time will be past or uh, become ancient time. Even a uh, postmodern uh, 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 now will become a past now. Modernity, as the term is used in this book, uh, roughly stretches from the late 15th century until the threshold of the 21st century, with appropriate uh, gradations of emphasis uh, sometimes uh, captured uh, by the term early modern, late modern, and postmodern. If then the 24th century should be called itself, uh, call itself something other than modern modernity as a description of the period from the discovery of America until the second millennium will no doubt seem to be remote uh, to the 24th century as Columbus or even uh, the invention of the automobile does to ours. Historians, with some irony, will call our era the age of modernity. Our age will be a past age. Historians and philosophers will be uh, curious to see what we were about. Even theories that are classified as the end of modernity or post-modern are themselves uh, products of modernity, of the idea that man could accomplish uh, what he uh, set out to do only to find it boring or uninteresting or even unintelligible. Samuel Johnson, who does not seem to have used the term Middle Ages, 
uh, was, however, annoyed uh, to hear the ancient uh, ancients praised before those of modern times, which for him meant the 18th century. Men in ancient times dared to stand forth with a degree of ignorance uh, with which nobody would dare now to stand forth, Johnson wrote. And he continues, I am always angry when I hear ancient times praised at the expense of modern times. There is now a great deal more learning in the world than there was formerly, for it is universally uh, diffused. Uh, it is universally diffused. You have perhaps no man who knows as much Greek and Latin as uh, uh, Bentley, and no man who knows uh, as much mathematics as Newton, but you have many more men who know Greek and Latin and who know mathematics. In Johnson's time, one was more likely to hear the ancient uh, ancients praised at the expense of, of uh, the moderns, so they were more likely to be praised at the expense of the moderns. This is a situation uh, that, though still possible and even necessary, as Eric Vogelin and Leo Strauss have argued, uh, this has uh, been more rare for at least a century. To imply that things were better in the past or ancient times suggests that the present is a kind of rejection of or a retrogression from something once thought to be better. Early theories of history, symbolized by the accounts of uh, a golden age and the Garden of Eden, held that things were better in the uh, in the beginning than in the now. History, uh, far from being an advance, was a falling away from what was perfect in the past. What was modern was what was corrupted and disordered. Advancement meant uh, going back. Yet practically, particularly with the theory of progress in the 19th century, a theory that had and uh, held that things were both better and more true because they were more recent, it became popular, even supposedly scientific, uh, to hold that uh, because something is modern, it is therefore superior. Obviously, some things were improvements, but the question was asked whether men are better. The classical philosophers, no doubt, uh, would have held that whether a time or era is better or worse depends upon its a relative position uh, in some temporal sequence, uh, but it depends rather not on that sequence, but on how it uh, um, compares with a fixed standard. This standard, though it is, it may appear or even 
uh, disappear in time is not dependent for its validity on the time itself, but on its truth. Though men could change their minds, ideas as such did not change. As Aristotle put it, uh, Socrates could stand or sit, but but what it was for Socrates uh, to sit down uh, was an unchangeable idea. That is, if Socrates sat down, uh, he, in that sense, that he sat down is always going to be true. Many classical authors, the great Greek historian Thucydides was the most notable, uh, held a cyclical theory of history. This theory affirmed that good and bad come around in a predictable sequence or cycle, uh, that therefore nothing uh, new uh, ever really happened, only eternal repetition of what has already happened. Nietzsche, at the end of modernity, is famous for suggesting a return to this very theory. In the cyclical theory, we understand what would happen in the future uh, when we understood the cycle of necessity uh, recurring, uh, necessarily recurring events. Yet these classical theories uh, maintained that what was good or evil was still uh, identifiable by what each, uh, uh, what each good or evil uh, was considered to be in itself. Both good and evil were stable uh, uh, concepts over time, not relative to some uh, place uh, in the uh, recurrent cycle of the ages. Murder, for example, though it might and did often uh, recur, uh, did not become right with uh, time, even in cyclical theories, but uh, remained wrong in any time in which it might occur. The stability of the meaning of good and evil over time uh, was what gave meaning and coherence to human history. In a famous passage, the Roman historian Tacitus remarked that some, uh, some German tribes thought that stealing was permissible. Some writers took this to mean that what was right in one place or time was not right in another because of custom. St. Thomas held that it is possible for individuals or people to fail to see the validity of some principle, but that these, but that does not make the principle wrong. Time does not change principles. The second section on the exhaustion of ideologies. We have recently come to use the term postmodern uh, to indicate a body of thought or, or, or experience that is beyond the modern. This usually implies that modernity or the modern project is now itself 
out of date or uh, overcome by thought and events. Whether this change of intellectual content is true or not, whether it is rather merely a, a further carrying out of principles already implied in modernity, is a problem that modernity presents to political philosophy. A widespread feeling, uh, no doubt, exists that some great historical period is now coming to an end. The theme of the end of history or the end of uh, socialism or of, um, uh, of the beginning of a new world or uh, new world orders is common. Other tendencies hold that modernity's intellectual crisis has given new legitimacy to classical philosophy and religion against which it first arose. Still others would like to see the uh, modern project carried to its extremes in its initial uh, premises uh, to the uh, complete uh, elimination that is of any sign of transcendence and nature's presence in human life. Finally, we have those who would see in the failure of modernity an occasion uh, for some completely new religion or philosophy that is a rejection of modern materialism. Fundamentalism is both praised and uh, excoriated on these grounds. Likewise, a return to purely classical philosophy without the additional input of revelation is considered by still others to be the best way uh, to overcome uh, the uh, errors both in modernity and in the religious wars uh, inherent in modern history. <clears throat> Progress, more recently, has been challenged by apocalypse. The world is not getting better and better, but will soon end with a crash. Ironically, nuclear weapons and now environmental and medical disaster theories have fueled ideas of uh, doomsday. Such theories are, in fact, quite popular. Doomsday theories, whether of an anti-war or an anti-technological view uh, of a, of a pre-ecological nature, are themselves rooted in modernity with its claim to total human uh, um, control over nature or often the control of man through the control of nature. No doubt this sense uh, that the modern is itself, uh, is itself to be uh, overcome seems uh, particularly valid uh, in the light of the crisis of the Marxist world. This crisis is seen in much philosophical 
analysis as as many philosophical analyses as the conclusion of at least one major respect or aspect of modernity. That began in the 16th century. Whether the core issue that modernity raises, whatever its core issue that it raises, that of the complete autonomy of man has ended or merely changed emphasis. Uh, and this is one of the most serious issues with which um, contemporary political philosophy has to think, has to deal. This concern that, in fact, the premises of modernity uh, continue, but in different, uh, though intelligible, uh, though intellectually <clears throat> related forms, constitutes the uh, content of any discussion of postmodernity. Modernity after Rousseau came to be based on the presumed theoretical malleability of human nature. That is, there is no such thing as a stable human nature. Mankind is only uh, is open to transformation by the human will and power, usually by the uh, instrumentality of the state, because it is uh, limited by no uh, norms other than itself. Positions in political philosophy that include the classical and religious um, traditions of original sin, human imperfection, and the limitation of the state, however, remain uh, uh, philosophically uh, defensible, uh, but anti-modern in intellectual spirit and substance. Ironically, the anti-dogmatism and relativism on which modernity is based end up by leaving mankind open to ideologies that claim uh, no other truth uh, but the human will uh, to achieve whatever it wants. No abiding human nature uh, remains to uh, criticize their concepts of human forms. The, the reason for this ideological result is this, a world in which there is uh, supposedly no natural order based on some mind or intelligence uh, beyond man has no theoretic means to resist any claim that arises from human intelligence, particularly uh, academic or collective uh, intelligence. The philosopher Eric Vogelin observed that there would be no new ideologies in the 20th century, but rather a working out uh, of the ones already formulated in the 19th century and before. A certain line of thought in modern philosophy had reached its end or completion. Uh, nothing further uh, could be added to, its, to it because of its inner consistency.
socialism, anarchism, um, uh, and liberalism uh, exhausted the possibilities open uh, to them of their own um, on their own premises. <clears throat> what has happened in the 20th century, in Bogon's view, was the incarnation uh, or uh, projection of these uh, initial, uh, initially abstract ideologies onto space and time uh, through political um, uh, uh, movements, that is, through a will that imposed them and uh, tied them, uh, tried to make them, tried to make them work in practice. The failures of these efforts, notably socialism, have become part of the philosophical evidence with which we must deal in our understanding of modernity. The origin of modern totalitarian states even if democratic in form, lies in the insistence that it was permissible to put these ideological arrangements into the world for the good of all, uh, and to do so even by force. The subsequent testing of these ideologies by experience is the history of the 20th century. When this completion of ideology, consisted, what it consisted in, uh, was the explanation and content of modernity. From a religious uh, analysis, modernity is the effort of man to save himself by uh, presenting and putting into uh, being uh, and so put in uh, to the alternative theory to uh, his understanding of man and the cosmos. The alternative uh, conception of man's good is dependent only on his own uh, intelligence, uh, not that found in nature and in the God who uh, created that nature. Modern ideologies embrace the goals and the uh, assumptions of a society based on human will in its autonomy. The relation of classic revelation to ideology is clear on the level of doctrine. Revelation is opposed to ideology since classical theology holds that the human will is free but dependent on an intellect that can discern the intellectual intelligibility uh, in being, uh, <clears throat> including its own uh, being, what human being is. To the degree that religion itself has taken uh, over essential um, features of the modern project, however, and this is often considerable. It appears uh, not as uh, a religion, but as ideology. I say many understandings of religions, in fact, are really ideological in, in content. When the thinking of religion and modernity 
has converged. Uh, the transcendent has been left uh, unattended or uh, taken over by movements that do not bear the um, delicate valence of classical revelation. Eric Vogelman wrote, quote, we observe for the, for the last 200 years that every possible locale uh, where one could misplace the ground of being has been exhausted. Uh, this expresses uh, itself in the fact that we have, since the uh, great ideologic, ideologies of the mid and uh, late 19th century, uh, since Comte and Marx and John Stuart Mill, uh, Bakunin, and so, and so on, uh, no new ideologi ideologist. All ideologies belong in their origins before that period. There are no new ideologies in this 20th century. Even if one could find a new workable, um, new wrinkle in them, it wouldn't be interesting because the matter has been more or less exhausted emotionally. We have had it. The exhaustion of the ideologies, which is the uh, meaning of the end of modernity, uh, makes again it clear that force, the force of classical and medieval philosophy, uh, uh, philosophical position from which modernity thought itself to be uh, disassociating. Uh, so that so the very essence of modernity is to disassociate itself with the older notion. The understanding of modernity is an aspect of the classical and medieval philosophy. Philosophy includes its aberrations as legitimate evidence of its uh, own validity, indeed of its own uh, morality. The study of modernity unavoidably represents uh, uh, the question of truth of the classical philosophy and revelation against which um, modernity was constructed. Modernity is uh, intrinsically uh, uh, precarious because it cannot establish its own uh, relativist uh, premises. The next section is on progress and limitation. Nietzsche spoke of replacing the modern man with a superman, with someone who took uh, seriously the truth that God was dead, as uh, modern men in practice believed to be the case. Whether modernity, as an intellectual and political concept, has come to an end needs to be seen in the context of the nature of modernity as it has been understood in political philosophy, where it finds its special place. The thought of modernity has philosophically uh, ended up uh, exalting politics over as the ultimate science whose uh, function it is to solve all of mankind's 
uh, material and spiritual disorders. The very fact that men are free to accept or reject either truth or error uh, at, the, at any given time or era, however, however, would imply that any time is uh, precarious because it can change at any point. Even the best of times is suspect, uh, subject to bad human will. Even the worst time can find men even turning to be good. Classical ethical thought admitted that while it was wrong to do so, men were free to destroy themselves. Paradoxically, human life uh, depends on its own will. A philosophy based on will alone appeals only to itself and not to the world or to God for its justification or the justification of what man thinks or does. <clears throat> Classical philosophy and uh, revelation held that man could and often did choose to reject the given world. A life of disorder was possible for every individual or society. The careful classification of these rejections of order manifested itself in uh, uh, personal vices and corrupt regimes, uh, and, this, uh, and this was in part what the ethics and politics uh, political science was about to classify these disorders. All must be shown uh, to all in their real state, Samuel Johnson observed in the context of our uh, uh, proneness uh, to deceive even ourselves. The problem that uh, modernity has uh, presented uh, is whether the ideas or forms uh, that have served to define the modern world are valid. But this validity is not a question of the time in which ideas appear. Rather, it is a, uh, a, an examination of the ideas and concepts against the standard uh, or norm that does not change with time. At its most uh, extreme form, especially in postmodernism, rather than to admit the possibility of a theoretically uh, justified standard, the very, very notion of reason itself is undermined uh, to make room for a completely uh, unfettered will. So uh, the very idea that anything is, is controlled uh, by reason is rejected. Vogelin's idea that uh, the ideologies are exhausted was not a kind of pessimism with regard to human uh, innovation. Rather, it was a, an account of the human mind that um, uh, desperately sought to replace the real being of what is uh, with something completely uh, of its own uh, construction.
real being, what is, was the concern of classical and medieval thinkers and bore within itself the inexhaustible freshness of reality itself. What was complete, com, what was completely of man's own uh, mental uh, construction was the concern of modern political philosophy. And, and thus, though human imagination was pitted against the reason found in things uh, with its sources in a transcendent origin, the human mind could never imagine a reality quite as wonderful as the one that was already there. Such an ideological uh, construction of what was, of what ought to exist, could be either uh, materialist or spiritual. A willed intellectual construction, in the name of liberty, depended on nothing but itself, and this construction was to be placed into a reality, into what is. And from the modern point of viewpoint, reality had to had no source of meaning, but another arbitrary will, itself equally independent of any grounding in what is. Between such uh, divergent wills, no resolution could endure, only conflict. This conflict could be resolved in but uh, two ways. Uh, one, a Hobbesian Leviathan, who had all power in himself and therefore could use fear of death, could be appointed. That is, absolute state power can limit the conflicting ideas. Or two, all ideas and ideologies uh, could be reduced to insignificance through a concern only for what was uh, conceived to be common, that is, prosperity and uh, material well-being. A man could strive to make ideas indifferent to their real concerns, or they could establish a force uh, called um, uh, law that uh, solely by its own will uh, decided what form uh, the public order uh, should take. The law, in this sense, would be uh, conceived to be a common will, not a common reason, as Aquinas already uh, anticipated that it would be. Any consideration of modernity begins in Machiavelli, in Descartes and in Bacon, whose principles are respectively one, the rejection of any uh, moral authority of the classical philosophers uh, through the denial of any distinction between what men ought to do and what they do do. Secondly, the radical separation of uh, things, senses, and mind, and three, the proclamation of uh, modern sciences as its modern sciences itself capable of meeting the needs 
of mankind in a way that the ancients never could have thought of. So that uh, meeting these needs, um, we would be happy. The ancient Greeks failed to produce the marvels of modern science, it is said, uh, not because they did not know how or, or were incapable of learning uh, how to produce them, of uh, producing technology, in other words, but because they saw uh, where experimental science freed from the um, contemplative order would lead, they could see where it would lead. And science, they thought, would end uh, by undermining human nature as such, by attempting to reconstruct it on grounds at odds with the initial uh, givenness of things, of human things. The foundation of this givenness is the essential philosophical uh, effort of classical and medieval political philosophy to relate itself to what metaphysics is about and to what is. The Greeks rejected science on moral and philosophical grounds, not on grounds of ignorance uh, as uh, we might uh, like to think. In recent years, uh, increased attention is being given to uh, to the side of classical authors that was um, uh, uh, dubious about the complete autonomy of science. The progress of science is no longer so easily accepted as a good in itself, uh, particularly when man himself becomes the object of science. When the purpose of science is to overcome what is thought to be uh, anti, um, what, is thought, what is thought to be malconstructed in man's nature, primarily his uh, evident incapacity to produce a perfect good life or public or polity in this world. The progress of science demands a freedom from the limitations uh, presumably caused by human nature. So this will be the end of the first part. We hope you enjoyed listening to Catholic Thinkers. Please visit us at catholicthinkers.org forward slash donate to help us keep this content free.